And we're live. It's like hey. I never left. Yeah, John, you got <laughs> yeah, a, you a busy a day. day, it sounds like. Yeah, dude, I went therapy, P.O. box to find a missing package, to podcast about game of the year, to uh, dinner, to stream about Persona 3 and 4 being re-released, to top down. So I have been on the go since like two it's been a day for you, yeah. It has, it has been a day. Uh, did you change your game of the year? No. No. Because <laughs> you got a few extra weeks, so I thought maybe something might have shifted it or anything. Mm. No, anything, I, anything I've played recently uh, is... Yeah, actually, I, I beat a couple games recently, but they're all like... I don't know how to describe it. Games old? to shut off my brain to? <laughs> no, actually, one, one wasn't old. Uh, one definitely was... I forgot. I just realized I didn't even open up the document for the podcast. That's how behind I am right now. I haven't written in what I played or anything. Eh, it happens. Yeah, cool. No, and you did a I've fun sponsored just, stream. I did a fun sponsored stream. I just did a stream for uh, Persona Three Portable, and technically also Persona Four Golden. But they asked me specifically to uh, push Persona Three because that had not gotten re-released up to this point, and oh, it's been okay. on Steam for a bit. Did they ask to, for you to play a specific platform? Because it's not on like everything, right? Uh, they just gave me a Steam code. Okay. Because I know it's Game Pass, which is exciting. Yeah, no. Uh, they, they just gave me a Steam code. They said, if you, if you really can't run it on Steam, we'll give you a console code, but we prefer you to, to do Steam. And that's what most companies do anyways. It's just easier for them to give you a Steam code. Yeah, Steam codes are usually pretty easy to come by. Because it's usually like the version that's like finished first. Unless it's like a, you know, like a PlayStation specific game or something. What's up with you, Paul? Nothing. Just chilling, you know, TV stuff has started back up. So this week has been kind of that for the most part. You uh, you've been watching that 90s show. I watched two episodes before the podcast here. Yeah. OK, so on the scale of that 70s show. And I'm assuming, yeah. like me, you've watched all of that 80s show. Where does it uh, where does it range? <laughs> I've actually never seen that 80s show ever. That's, I don't think anyone well, has seen that 80s show, to be fair. Again, I've seen all of it. I think there was two seasons. <laughs> I, Again, were, nobody. Two seasons of that? What? <laughs> I think so. I think so. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. It From what I saw, it was like, oh, yeah, this is that 70s show. I kind of don't like that 70s show. Oh, really? So, like, I, I grew up watching it. I liked, I enjoyed it back then. I don't know if it still holds up. It, I have a hard time I mean, going back to shows with laugh tracks now. It's fine. It, it's kind of novel that it's a show with a laugh track. Like, it feels old in a way that shows yeah. don't anymore. I would assume something called that 90s show would feel old by default. Actually, the way they do, like, the 90s things like or whatever that era is actually pretty good I, like it's so subtle got, in their little what are the there. Huh? what are the things I, I mean it's hard to describe because there's no just like them saying like brand that existed in the 90s but like at one point in one of the episodes they threw one of those like you know those like capri sun like old package like juice package yeah yeah, yeah. They like use one of the just little shit like that, like things that exist in that time or that were around in that time are just kind of are part of that world. And it's kind of novel that that it's like natural 
naturally naturally done. I think. So are you getting some nostalgia that that 70s show was, would have been lost on you? Um, no, the nostalgia stuff is pretty good. Red and Kitty are like the best part so far. Like the new kids kind of suck. And I'm wondering if it's just because they don't have like the footing that the original cast had after like a thousand episodes together or whatever, you know? That's kind of my thing with a lot of these ones where they're like, hey, let's bring the show back and we'll do it as their kids. Like I and I'm immediately thinking of like Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World. Yeah. And it's like, right. well, I like these specific characters. I don't really care about your kids, but you're making a show about the kids. And it's like none of you are Mr. Feeney. Well, and it's funny because like the show knows that too. the first episode every time an old character comes back or whatever it's just laugh track thunderous applause and yeah. like everybody's going wild the new kid who is ostensibly the star of the show the new eric comes on crickets no but there's no like track or anything it's just okay. like hi i'm this character and then the next character comes on <laughs> or whatever it's like That's yeah i mean the show knows yeah okay they know what they're doing the whole first episode there's barely any of the kids shit like at all it's all just kind of catching up I think you got to watch that 80s show. Otherwise, you're going to miss a lot of nuance. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Because um, unlike that uh -huh. 90s show where it's all the characters brought again, that 80s show has none of the same characters. They just made it's a all different new characters. show. Yeah. yeah, that's why it died and failed. <laughs> I think it got two seasons. So at one point they I, were I like, really yeah, I thought it only had the one. I could be. Well, yeah, I mean, I, at this I'm point, that up. 80s show has more seasons than this does currently. So. There one season, one season, 13 episodes, one season. OK, all I remember is it's it, they worked in a record store and one of the main characters was like a goth chick. That was like her thing. That is all I remember. OK, from that. okay. cool. Even though sure. it had a similar name, show structure and many of the same writers and production staff, it was not a direct spinoff of that 70s show. The characters and storylines from the two shows never crossed paths. It was a separate decade-based show created as a result of that 70s show's popularity at the time, and the show was canceled after 13 episodes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. See, just 13. Yeah. That's an easy watch. You could do it, and then you could join this club. Yeah. There's dozens of us. <laughs> 13 episodes, and you thought there was two seasons because it drug on that long? I thought there was, yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. That was like yeah. in the basement of my parents' place just being like, you know, it's summertime, like, oh, this is also on the pirating show site. All right. Yeah. Let's watch this. Yeah. The pirating show site is probably the right price of admission for that 80s show. You haven't seen it. You don't know, man. You can't say that. <laughs> it's probably correct, though. I don't I I figure you're probably going to watch that 90s show. Uh, you, I think you'll probably get a kick out of it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, again, going back shows with lap tracks is hard, are hard for me. Um, I might check mm -hmm. it out just as a curiosity. What is it on a streaming service? It's on Netflix. The whole season oh, okay. came out today. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe this weekend I'll give it a try. Who knows? I am, yeah. however, the only person who enjoys Velma. I've I think it's scientifically oh, proven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think Velma is fine. It's just written like for morons or something like the writing is fucking terrible, but it's okay. Like there's nothing bad about it. I guess I'm a fucking moron. I kind of like the writing and I, I've <laughs> a few times I've enjoyed some of the jokes. 
there was one joke that I was enjoying and then they ruined it immediately by like tacking onto it. I'm like, oh, well, now you ruined it. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was like one of the characters dies in the first episode, a, like person dies and at the funeral, they're singing like My Pony or something. Yes, a sad version of My Pony. <laughs> and I was like laughing pretty hard. And then they had to like follow it up with like an explanation on why that's funny or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, cool. There was a pretty funny uh, joke, I thought, this time. Because they, they keep putting out two episodes each week. So I watched the new two episodes from today. Gotcha. Where, you know, people keep getting murdered for whatever reason. And they realize it's only like hot chicks who are getting murdered. So they're like, Velma, you need to make a list of the five hottest chicks at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to make them ugly. And I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm not going to just explain the whole joke. <laughs> then that won't be funny. <laughs> but uh, again, well, then you could write for the show. <laughs> you, know, you know how to do it. I like the voice cast. Um, I'm enjoying the, the voice show. cast is fine. I, the thing I am annoyed by is that I wish it was better because I like the animation quite a bit, like the style yeah. of it. Yeah. I enjoy quite a bit. I I think it's totally fine. I think the hate is overblown, but I also understand that the writing is ridiculous. If you can shut your brain off, it's fine. It's okay. I also have just been thinking, like, I didn't know this many people held Scooby-Doo that close to their heart. <laughs> This is the thing is I don't give a fuck about Scooby-Doo at all. And I don't care what they do with that property, that gang or any of it. I don't care. That's the so thing is I have like no detention. I don't dislike Scooby-Doo. It's fine. Mr. Incorporated was a pretty good version of that. But it's like sure. you can do. I don't care. Do whatever you want with Scooby-Doo. I, but apparently a lot of people are like really precious about Scooby-Doo. Um, and yeah, I have no surprising. attachment to it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, talk, let's talk about video games uh, for once. Oh, Last of Us came out too. That first episode's pretty good. <laughs> I I, I also enjoyed it. Uh, my girlfriend's gone this weekend, so I'm not gonna even get to watch the second episode for a couple of days. Bummer. But uh, oh, you're gonna it, get it spoiled for you. It it was <laughs> yeah. Oh no, <laughs> it was it, actually in relation to that. It was kind of funny watching this episode, and as soon as you see like Sarah, I was just like, oh. Because I, I know what's going to happen. My girlfriend has no idea. And then that's the thing is, like, can I talk about that episode? Because, like, is it a spoiler? Is it not a spoiler? Like, this is a weird, like, Final Fantasy VII remake scenario again. It's like, what am I allowed to talk about? <laughs> um, yeah. But it's funny, like, at one point, you know, they're talking like, you have to get Ellie out of here. You you have to save her. And my girlfriend's just like, because she's the cure. And she turns to me and she's like, apparently I watched just enough of you playing that game. So that was pretty funny, but I'm liking that's, that show. Um, yeah, set, set in Calgary, so that's fun. Not that I've like recognized anything, but uh, just I think a lot it. of those shots were in Edmonton, the city stuff. Yeah, the, the, a lot of city stuff was Edmonton. They did some downtown Calgary. I know some was, was Calgary for yeah, sure. Some was Calgary. Was looking it up, yeah. And because uh, Sate looked like a zombie apocalypse hit a few times when I drove by it when they were shooting. No, that's just what Sate normally looks like. Oh, true. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> just I actually, the budget cuts. I've, I've been to Sate like once ever, so I probably wouldn't even recognize it. If I see a big building, I'm going to assume it's Sate. Yeah, that's that's smart. You should just go through life. <laughs> I mean, that honestly with everything. Um, OK, let's talk about video games for real, not just video game shows. OK, um, it's the top down perspective. 
January 19th. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. John, <laughs> what have you been playing? This lamp that I cannot get on in the shot because it is a very <laughs> short cord they gave me. <laughs> okay. Atlas gave me Persona 3 and 4 lamps, and I'm Whoa. peeling off the protective layer on it. So you, this is the Persona 3 lamp. It's got a okay. midnight hour. That's a lamp? Like that. Yeah. It, 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 you, put it in, you put it in this little LED base, oh, and it's a, okay. it lights up. And you can tell okay. it's made for it because it has the game's name on it. Right. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it has one of these really annoying reflective backings to remove, so it takes forever to remove. Uh, so which what one's I better? I actually played. Hmm? Which lamp's better? Uh, I kind of like the clock one more, but I have to get the backing off of it first. Okay. All right. But uh, what I actually played this week was I played a couple different things. Uh, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. That is the new game yeah. by Joy Masher. Uh, yeah, it's Joy Masher, right? Joy Masher, yeah. You yeah got Joy it. Masher. They did Blazing Chrome. They did Oni Ken and Odalis the Dark Call. Pretty good. That is basically just Hagane meets Mega Man X. Like, it's almost yeah. literally that, which is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, but surprisingly short. Uh, I actually had a great time with it. I do recommend it to anyone who likes retro hack and slash games like Ninja Gaiden, Strider, or likes Mega Man-esque games because it's pretty much up there. And it's actually not super difficult. Yeah, no, it's okay. pretty, pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet spot for difficulty, yeah. Yeah, and if you are having trouble, there is like power ups you can get to take less yeah. damage or whatever. The the first time you get a game over, they give you a, a piece of armor that or uh, an armor equipment upgrade rather that uh, have some damage you take. Yeah, it just it just affects your overall ranking. That's it, and the rankings don't mean jack all. So true. Yep. Uh, I played. Uh, so uh, like you know all those companies like Limited Run. Yep. Uh, I ordered from Strictly Limited two years ago at this point a bunch of stuff, and it finally showed up this week. Oh, so, a little fun little surprise. Yeah. No, this this is a week of a lot of shit I've been waiting on finally showing up because my analog pocket finally showed up as well. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Did anything yeah. show up that you had forgotten that you've ordered? So it was like a nice like little Christmas present? Yeah, actually something from Limited Run. Uh, I ordered... Uh, <laughs> Mushahime-sama for Switch. So I got I got the game, and I also forgot I had ordered this. It is a, uh, oh, a yeah, case you can put the game into and a little controller, and so it's like an actual like desktop arcade machine. These things are super neat. But I have not nice. had a to play with that yet. This yeah, is but, like a uh, Kickstarter thing where you com- you completely forget about it because it takes at least two years. Pretty much, that's the thing. But like, I I usually hope limited runs send stuff sooner, and I always get disappointed. But man, strictly limited took two plus years to send what I ordered. But I got uh, the Space Invaders Invincible Collection. I think is what it's called. Uh, but I had ordered the Collector's Edition that came with an actual board game they made. So I now have a Space Invaders board game to go along with the, all these Space Invaders I games I have for my I Switch. I have seen those before. I don't know if this is like a different one. It might be similar. I don't know, but it, it's specifically marked as like the Collector's Edition board game. So uh, I also got what else was in there? Uh, some Darius, some Shmup uh, collections. And okay. the one I actually ended up playing and was excited about the Turrican Anthology. So this is a collection of every Turrican game that ever came out including some of the director's cuts and stuff they put onto like the analog uh, super like the super NT and stuff like that. 
I so I sat- remember wanting this. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, those Turrican games are pretty fucking good if you've never played them. And I hadn't really dug into them that much except for a bit of Super Turrican. So I sat down and just played through Super Turrican. And uh, yeah, that was actually kind of awesome. Like those games are pretty good. I'm also playing through currently the first game, which was an Amiga game. And man, that soundtrack is phenomenal. But also that game is both absolutely bullshit at times with difficulty and absolutely gives away one ups for free. Uh, I, I, I hopped into one secret on like the first stage and found like 10 one ups and then just kept losing them and regaining them as I was going through the stage. It's kind of bonkers. Every time I look at a long play to say, like, see how long and far I am in the game. It'll be like, yeah, we're here. We've got 35 lives currently. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's just a ride to play. But like, it, they're basically like Contra-like games if you've never played them. Uh, but right. they're they're very fun but difficult games, and their soundtracks are all really good. So if anything, I'd play it for them just to hear the music. Did they do any like uh, updating, maybe like a rewind feature or anything? So they they actually do it this in an interesting way. So there's two collections. One half has uh, I'm trying to remember. One has like Turrican one, two, three, super, and like a uh, <clears throat> some like high score version of the Genesis one. And then the other collection has Super Two, uh, Mega, some other versions I can't remember right now. So there's like ten game. There's ten games between two collections. Uh, each game they have this manual scan. They have like the box art and stuff like that. But they also have uh, two modes you can play. One where you can have save states, rewinds, um, like slow down, like all these different features you'd expect from like a modern day collection. And one that turns all of that off. If you play the one with all of them off, there's an achievement system in the game that you can do to like, oh, I've done this in the game so far and kind of mark off your progress in the collection. But if you don't want any of that, you can just save state, rewind, do whatever you want. Um, they also built in a map feature to the game. So if you click in on the right thumbstick, you suddenly get an overlay of the entire map of the stage and where you have been in the stage so far. Like it reveals itself kind of like how like a Doom map used to. Uh, so it'll show you where all the secrets are that you might have missed and stuff like that. It's actually really, really well done. I actually do recommend it. So if you like if you like those kind of run and gun games, kind of like Contra, absolutely get the Turrican anthologies. Highly recommend. Nice. Uh, I needed some vegetation time, some time to just kind of detox from how stressful Magfest and everything else was. So I, uh, spent basically a week playing through Pixel Cross Adventure, which is, uh, a Pacross game that is also an adventure game. So you go through running around solving puzzles and sometimes the puzzles you get create items that you can use in other areas. So you can access other puzzles and find different secrets. You have an inventory where you collect all these different items that unlock new areas and different paths through areas and you just have to just do a bunch of puzzles and just get through it. So it was a nice, interesting take on Pacross and just kind of a nice thing to veg out and play. So cool. Uh, other than stuff I played on stream, like Backpack Hero, that's about all I played. Backpack Hero is great. What is Backpack Hero? Hero? Backpack Hero is a roguelike game where you have a backpack and you find items as you kill enemies. You use the items in your backpack to kill enemies or defend yourself and stuff like that. Uh, and as you level up, you make your backpack bigger. So uh, you have to strategically decide what items you put in there. It's like an inventory management game, like Safe Room or like Resident Evil 4. Like you have to like spin yeah. things around to make them fit. But uh, yeah. you can make it so that like things are automated. Like, okay, this item is next to this weapon. So now this weapon does double damage. This item needs MP. So it has to have a mana stone next to it. Stuff like that. It's actually really cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. 
pa- uh, nice. my buddy Popsky, who gifted it to me, as he's saying in the chat right now, it's like, let me on the podcast. I'll talk about it for 10 hours. I think he's clocked. Uh, you over 100 hours on that already, Pop? It's in early <laughs> access, I should state. So, but like, it's pretty solid where it is. It's got five playable characters, uh, and they wow. all play somewhat differently. It genuinely seems really interesting. I should check that version out. The Steam when they released it on Steam, they added a bunch of stuff. Uh, I should check that out at some Seven, point. Seventy hours in a week, Posky says. Jesus, Jesus, that's too much. Yep, that's all I've been playing. <laughs> that's too much. That is too much. That's like <laughs> all you did was that and sleep. That's too much. Uh, some fun pixel art. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool game. This almost looks like it would have been like really good on the DS. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They should make yeah. a new DS. Yeah, <laughs> they did. It's called the Switch. Yeah. No, they should make like it needs two screens. I want it to like fold. Duct tape two switches together, and there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the true. Play. There you go. Yep. Um. All right. Before the next person talks about what they've been playing, I forgot to mention that the February poll, the February TDP Plus poll, is live. Uh, so go vote on that for what we're gonna play through next week. And the next week nice. will be our uh, TDP Plus episode about Lego City Undercover. Oh, right. Uh, Paul, did you play anything you want to talk about? Nope. All right, then I've been playing a few stuff, including finishing Pokemon Violet. What'd you think? Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's it's okay. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know um, performance issues aside, I had a good time. But that was just a constant, like, sighing every time I played that game. Um, but the story is pretty, pretty good. And it's, you know, it's unique. They do some more stuff than just, like, fight the bad guys and then do the Elite Four. I will say, though, when you go to fight the Elite Four, they make you do this, like, Elite Four quiz. It's an interview, they call it, in which you need to remember, you, you need to just, you need to pick, like, they ask, what is... What was the hardest gym leader you faced? And you can select any of them. You don't actually have to say the one that you struggled on or whatever. But then they're like, oh, yeah, what was their name? And it's like, are you kidding me? I don't remember a single character's name in this entire game. I have a life. (laughs) And then they said, oh, okay, if you get it right. They say, well, what kind of Pokemon did they use? And it's like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? If you get any of these wrong. They just send you out and you have to start over again. Oh, that's so dumb. I had heard people complaining yeah. about like a quiz. I didn't realize it was something like that. Yeah, like I literally failed twice. And at that point, actually, I went in there and I was like, OK, I'll just be honest. They're like, why are you here? And the answer was like, no, it's like, why do you want to be a champion? And it was like, because that's like my dream. And the other option was like, just for fun, I guess. And I was like, that is exactly why I'm here. That I just just for fun, I guess I'm playing a video game. Nope, that was the wrong answer. They sent yeah, me no. out of the building. I had to do it again. I saw a comic making fun of just exactly that. It's like, I don't I'm not lying. It really is just for fun. I don't want yeah. to be champion. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was just like, I don't care. What are you doing? Let like any. I saw so I literally had to look up a guide for this because I'm not going to sit there and like. Go through the, you know, because there's like eight gym leaders, so there's eight names, there's eight types like I'm not going to just trial and error this. So I'm looking up a guide like how do I do the elite four quiz? This is, this is so insane. This is ridiculous. Grow up. That's what I got to say to that. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm done that. 
Uh, I might do some of the end game stuff because it does seem fun. However, Fire Emblem came out an hour ago. Um, I'm also playing literally a million games right now. So more Pokemon is not ideal. Uh, what else have I been playing? I've been playing Jet the Far Shore uh, on my okay. PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to check this out for a while and I got a code for it because a whole new campaign is getting added to that game on the 31st. Mm-hmm. Which I understand the whole new campaign is about the same length as the main game, 10 to 12 hours. So that's pretty cool. Also coming to Steam and, and uh, PC on the same day as well. So the PC version is going to have the new stuff. Whereas the other version, it's like an add on. I forgot the name of the other campaign, but uh, I'm playing the main one right now. You do have the option if you buy the like full set on Steam or whatever to just jump into the ca- the new campaign if you want to do that. But I, I haven't played the original one, so I wanted to do that. Uh, a game by the Super Brothers, and that's kind of fascinating to me is why those guys came back after 10 years to make another video game. Yeah. After just like going and living in the woods or whatever they were doing. Um, so I've only played about an hour of it. I don't even know what I would like. Paul, did you play any of this? No, I remember you talking a little bit about it. I thought it you were saying it was like quite short. I think uh, it's I think it's 10 to 12 hours. I haven't played it. Oh, before. really? I just played it today. Oh, let me let me look it up. OK. No, uh, I haven't played this eight one. and a half hours. So maybe the new campaign is even longer. But uh, wow. OK. Um. But that's also just like the PR email is saying like approximates. So who knows how accurate that is? Um, sure. It is. It's weird. So you it's kind of like you're you're in a tiny ship and you're just flying across like a new planet. Um, all the characters speak in like an unknown language. So you're kind of looking at subtitles the whole time. So it has a bit of an issue of, of like I'm trying to focus on flying, but you want me to read the subtitles. So I have to kind of keep going back and forth. Right. Um, and then every now and then you'll just kind of come across something that you can scan kind of like No Man's Sky esque, where it's just like, here's a weird plant and you scan it and it kind of just tells you about the plant. If you scan enough of it, you get like all the details of the plant. And and it'll do this odd thing where you'll come across like an island. You You can land. Sometimes if it's story based, you can get out of the ship and walk around. Other times you can just land for no reason, but you want to get it back in your ship so you can move around. And it'll be like you have 20 minutes to stay on this island in real game time. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know why I need to spend 20 minutes here or whatever. I'm still on the island. That's when I paused it. But that was just oh. kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like you can kind of see a bit of a through line from sorcery to this just in terms of like. Like it's real ethereal. It's real kind of calm. They've made like a real chill. At, it's really atmospheric. So you can kind of see it, but at the same time, Sword and Sorcery was like a pixel art, almost point and click adventure. And this is a polygonal spaceship simulator game. Um, So, you know, it's not a direct line, but I feel like thematically you can kind of see some of it. (laughs) I'm curious to play more of it. I've only put about an hour, maybe an hour and a half into it. Really fantastic title card. Oh, just so great. Uh We'll say that I've also started up Ghostwire Tokyo. OK, just another PlayStation game that I just never got to wanted to start that up. That game is gorgeous looking. Yeah, uh, the default one is like 4K ray tracing. And I was so that's that was very enjoyable to see. Uh, much like Jet, it defaults to 
a, like not English language. This one, it's Japanese. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of me like wanting to look at the screen, but I also need to read all the text because it's in Japanese. So I need to, I right. can only understand it. Um, so I don't know if I'll switch it to English. I'm liking the Japanese, but that is just a kind of, a, of an annoyance I have to deal with. Sure. Um, but yeah, and I put even less time into Ghostwire right now. I've just been kind of hopping around a lot of PlayStation stuff. Uh, for reasons I can talk about next week. Let me just say that. Mm, yeah. Spicy. Um, and I'll also mention, I can't talk about it, but I got to go to a, a game preview event this week for Like a Dragon Ishin. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I got to play a few hours of that. And I think I'll be able to... Actually, I don't even know if I'll be able to talk about that next week. I have to check out when the embargo is. I'll, get, I'll be able to talk about that in the coming weeks. So I can say that. All right, fair enough. But it was cool going to like the Microsoft event space and just being like, look at all these booths set up and just hanging out. We're all here to play a couple hours of this game. That was just a fun game journalism experience. All right, let's do some news. Some stuff happened. Okay. Uh, including Stadia closing down for good. It is now right. gone. So I thought we would go in a circle and we would all share our favorite Stadia moment and favorite memory we had with Stadia. John, when you ordered that thing. (laughs) When I bought Stadia, that was your favorite moment? Yeah. Okay. John, what was your favorite Stadia memory? My favorite Stadia memory was when they announced a Bomberman game that I was really excited to play and then found out I had to wait a year until it made it out to other platforms so I could play it. Okay. You liked that? I was not a fan of that. Oh, I'm not a fan of that, but it's the only (laughs) memory I have of Stadia, so it's all I can work with. Let me give you, yeah. so there is one last thing you can do with Stadia. Maybe this will be your favorite memory. Um, <laughs> they are discontinuing the Wi-Fi connectivity of the controller. If you don't remember, the Stadia controller would connect directly to your Wi-Fi uh, router so that you could like hop between uh, devices seamlessly right. with the same controller. They're discontinuing that idea. and they're including, they're, they're enabling Bluetooth on the controller. So you'll be able to just use it as a Bluetooth controller on whatever you want. If you don't update your controller and get the Bluetooth connectivity by the end of this year, you will never get to use it as Bluetooth controller. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's true. Somebody will crack it. Someone will they crack it. Definitely. I'm just going off yeah. the official word quote after the shutdown in January. You have until December 31st, 2023 to update the controller so it can use Bluetooth mode to do it easily through them. Yes, for sure. You might as well. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, if you that, have it. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you a reason why not to. Um, it's in the closet right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'll g- let me give you another reason. There's probably nine million con- controllers in this apartment. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. In that so, pile. Like, uh, yeah, there's two reasons why I might just not do this, because it's like I could yeah. spend 10 minutes getting this out, charging it up a bit, reading how to update it properly, and then doing that just so I get to put it right back in the closet. Or I could go eat a sandwich. Yeah. Or I could put a movie on. Yep. Yep. So, there you go. Um, Anyway, I think it's hilarious that there's even a cutoff point. Why on earth would you do that? (laughs) Um, So that's my favorite stadium memory, is that because I got to laugh a little bit. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, in sadder news, uh, Microsoft announced <laughs> it's laying off 10,000 employees on Monday. 
Yeah, or Tuesday. I, think I did, they did see it this. Tuesday. Um, the way this crosses over is that some of those layoffs are hitting three four three. Some of the coalition is also getting hit, uh, as well as Bethesda Game Studios. It's sounding like a bit of rocky. This hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, uh, 343's uh, Halo Infinite campaign team got hit hard. Um, mm. Some of the people also on 343 kind of are getting moved around, some restructuring. Not great. Also, a lot of people are kind of pointing out, you know, last year, almost like a, a year exactly from now, Microsoft announced a $69 billion purchase of Activision and then a year later laying off 10,000 employees. Not a great look. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, you know, pour one out for all those people. Hopefully they land on their feet. Um, but just a bummer to see. It's happening everywhere. GameSpot got hit today. We were just talking about it before the show. Yeah. So what, why, what happened there? Like I, I just felt like I saw the announcements stuff from Giant Bomb and everything like was there just is there any given reason for why the layoffs or is it just there's layoffs? So I can't I can't say why exactly uh, GameSpot and all the game channels uh, were sold off uh, from the company I work for back in October. Uh, meaning they they kept these people around for three months and then laid them off, which is <clears throat> weird. <laughs> That seems very quick. Um, uh, so, yeah, it just sounds like another kind of ep- economic status from me reaching out to some of my old colleagues. I don't know, but yeah, <clears throat> they had to blade off. It sounds like about 20 to 30 people across a bunch of their things, including yeah, Giant Bomb, GameSpot, uh, Metacritic, on and on. Times are tough for uh, games journalism. It seems like there's a new one of these every two weeks or so. Another site gets hit. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we had talked about Ubisoft last week in their kind of uh, financial call they did where they said things are looking a little rough. They had to cancel a few games. They had to delay Skull and Bones yet again. One of the parts of that that we didn't mention was that the CEO is Guimon Gilmo, however you pronounce it, um, kind of came out with a statement um, and just kind of, this is a verbatim, basically said, hey, you guys need to work real hard now for us to like right the ship, uh, which didn't come across great. Um, as a result, Ubisoft Paris is going on strike. I think it's just a half day strike. Uh, I understand um, Ubisoft has also been like, kind of not following the union they had going on or that Ubisoft Paris, I guess falls under in terms of like cost of living wages, uh, raises and stuff like that. Uh, this is happening on January 27th, uh, where they're, they're basically asking management to do better. And then of course you can kind of tie this to all of the whole stuff of like Ubisoft management and all the like abuse that was going on. What was that like? A year ago or yeah. so. Um, not a great look for Ubisoft right now. Uh, especially the CEO who, you know, either protected some of the people, didn't change things enough. So that's another result of protecting some of these abusers or toxic workspace. You know, there's a lot of things you can kind of point at. Um, 
as anyways the long and short of it january 27th ubisoft uh paris is going to be striking uh, for a half day in the afternoon to put pressure on at least the salaries um so we'll see if anything happens from that it is pretty weird to you know have the ceo come out and say like oh well the employees need to just do better if <laughs> you know this is management's job but hey you guys need to do better if you want the the company to sell more work harder yeah. <laughs> capitalism man speaking of uh, ubisoft rainbow six they've announced a rainbow six movie hmm. a tom clancy movie i don't know that that'll work yeah he'll never pick take off in really. in the works from john wick director and michael b jordan i'm assuming he's it's like a production company he has uh, I haven't looked yeah. too much into this. I'll ask you right now: Does this ever come out? Yeah, yeah, probably. Tom Is Clancy called, movies come out a fair amount, actually. Is it called Rainbow Six? Yeah. Wow, I don't think this ever comes out. There's well, a this article says that books. this is a sequel to a movie that exists that came out last year, so it probably totally will come out. Wait, wait, what was the original movie? Without remorse. This apparently is going to be a direct sequel to that. But but now Ubisoft's in charge, like like it's their studio that's doing it. It's weird. Uh, I mean, I have no idea if they're going to be involved at all, besides just selling the right. Two thousand ones without game. remorse. It stars Michael B. Jordan. Okay, does this first one have anything to do with Ubisoft? I don't think so. No, Remember, but it's Rainbow a Six is an actual company. actual story. No, yeah, I, exactly. understand, I understand that. I'm just, I'm surprised. Like, why is Ubisoft coming in to like, we'll take it from here, guys. I guess they're just getting more involved with, with uh, movies and TV deals. They have the... They're trying to find money because they are bleeding. They have an Assassin's Creed show coming, right? On Netflix? If they still exist, then yes. I think that's I think, I think still that in coming, the works. Because there's like seven Assassin's Creed things coming right now. Trying to think, did they announce any other shows or movies? What could they have even announced? Is there a division mm -hmm. movie being made? I thought we talked about that before. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a there, there is a Far Cry movie, right? Yes, that already came out. Yeah, that was um, that was what's his name? Uh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll, oh, yeah, right. in the 2008. early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Not great reviews. What will be based on? on the book or the video games. I don't know, but apparently this movie, uh, the other movie ended with the main character creating an anti-terrorist team codenamed Rainbow, and this is the sequel, so it's probably going to be based on whatever haphazard thing that the first one was based on. The Far Cry movie, it doesn't have an, like a tomato meter score, but it has an audience score of over a thousand ratings, 12 percent. Yeah. yeah, that movie does a bad job because it's boring, which is like oh, you've the seen worst it. thing. Yeah, I own it. I have all of <laughs> almost every Uwe Boll movie because they're all in like the two cent bin, like <laughs> thrift stores and shit. Nobody gonna, wants that shit. I was going to say, would you rather watch the Far Cry movie or the, the Hitman movie? Hitman, 100%. I like the Hitman movie. That movie's good. What Hitman about the, was all right. the second one? Uh, 
I mean, Far Cry is just boring, though, is the problem. It's like a bad war movie. That's why so. we need Blood Dragon. Just do Far Cry Blood Dragon. Agreed. Yeah, that would be cooler. Or would you just rather like a like a fun cartoon of that? Like an anime? Oh, that movie. would be the best. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I could see it doing well either like live action or because then it would just be like an 80s movie, right? I, I could see either being fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, last quick news story here. Nintendo has announced that in the next <clears throat> fiscal year, which starts in April, they are going to be making more Switch units. The only reason this is noteworthy is that is, quote, unusually aggressive move for a game console going into its seventh year on the market. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Putting that out there. So I guess there's a high demand still for Switches, so they're going to make more of them. Okay. Yeah. That does it for news. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send in questions, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Yes. Uh, we have some episode titles, so let's uh, do it. Let's get right into okay. that. Yeah, Okay, starting from November 24th of last year, uh, and it goes up until last week. So November 24th, it's technically one of the worst things I've seen in my life. That could be so many things. It could. Yeah. November 24th? So this would have this would have been like Thanksgiving, right? Uh, for you, yes. Yeah. Um, um, I don't remember what that would have been. Yeah, I don't know. Did you eat something? Did we talk about things, American Thanksgiving and weird shit that they eat? Like, <laughs> is that one of the worst things? I don't think we did. I also don't think anything I ate would have been one of the worst things I've ever seen. That seems very True. rude to say to my girlfriend's family. <laughs> it doesn't seem like something you would say to like about food in general. Yeah. You're seeing, I have no idea. I don't know either. Context is... Uh, apparently my take on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet running so poorly for their price tag. Sean added the game feels like it's running in pain. <laughs> yep. John, on okay. the other hand, was excited to try it out because of this. Alternative title was I don't like Bush. Okay, <laughs> I remember right. that. That was that was someone in India whispered that to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't remember. I was just going to throw it out there and keep moving, but I'm glad yep. you knew. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know that one, yeah. All right, December 1st. You don't want to fall asleep in the Sonic pervert party. <laughs> God damn it. This is a Sean. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's about Sonic Frontiers. We were talking about Sonic Frontiers, and I think I said something about Sonic perverts being into it or whatever. And then I don't remember how the party came up, but then we warned people that you don't want to fall asleep in the Sonic pervert party. Yeah, I don't remember how the party came up either. Context is, uh, oh, Sonic Frontiers won the poll for TDP Plus game. Yeah. Must see, much to your discontent, saying the voters were a bunch of Sonic perverts. Yeah, yep. okay. Accurate. Um, <laughs> December 15th, she would shriek. Oh, <laughs> I remember what it was. Do you guys? No. Did you know somebody that would yell about something? This was when I was at the Game Awards and there was that Final Fantasy girl <laughs> sitting Final behind Fantasy me girl. where anything yeah, yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy related would get even mentioned. She would shriek she so would loud. Shriek. Yeah. Okay. Context is Sean talking about a girl sitting next to him the Game Awards reaction to Final Fantasy related. 
Uh, alternative title was, Turns Out There's a Person Under There. December 22. I think it would be oh. cool if he just died. Muppets. That was Muppets. That was, yeah, that was Animal. What was the, t- I think it'd be cool if he just died? This is about Ash. I th- I'm oh, yeah, this has to be about Ash about. being done as a trainer. I, I can't remember if it, yeah, no, because I remember you said that and both John and Harvard were like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, he absolutely, he absolutely should. I think that'd be so great. Or if he like turned to dust. Yeah, I think, I think that's what I we're think, talking about was him turning to dust. I yeah. think you literally said, or if he just turned to dust, like yeah. right after you said it would be cool if he just died. That would be so good if they did, if they played it like <laughs> totally seriously and just like let him like finally rest. Oh, I think that'd be so good. But they are not brave enough to do it. Uh, context is Ash retiring from Pokemon and <laughs> retiring from the Pokemon anime. There are still 11 epilogue episodes for his goodbye um, wondering if we would he would pop in from time to time. Sean preferred he would just become dust in the wind or age very rapidly, whatever's best. Homer in the chat remembers reminds us that Ash has died before. Do you remember that video going around where like Ash like died or turned to stone and then Pikachu yeah. spoke? And then That's the guy, from the movie, right? It was one of the more recent movies. Well, but but Pikachu spoke. And like, yeah, that's right. And I just remember the video. And the, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> All right, the game of the year episode. Uh, they have a title: "Must Follow Instagram." And I don't know why. <laughs> was this had to be talking about something with Nathan? Right? Yeah, was this like Nathan having to like follow like Matthew Perry's Instagram? Oh. One of his <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, that was that the the pausing was him writing it down. Yeah, he got it. As a host, we're making predictions. Nathan brought to the table a possibility for Matthew Perry getting away in Starfield for a month to the point where he'd make headlines for his disappearance. Hashtag pray for Perry. The rest baffled disagreed on the fact that his (laughs) that it would be a newsworthy event. But in case given gave him the task to keep an eye on him. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, January 5th. I'm not trying to be pretentious, but I literally did have one before it was cool. And <laughs> oh, my God, I remember. I'm trying to remember what it was now, but I remember this. I remember somebody saying this. I know the answer, so. I wasn't here, so. Yeah. Oh, this is about the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to like play it again in my head. Yeah, you saying like everybody has a podcast and I'm not trying to be pretentious, but like I literally had one before it was cool or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just me reminiscing about how long because I think like. It's like tomorrow or two days from now is the anniversary, isn't it? Somewhere around the 20th. Something like that. Yeah. So we're like into year 13 or something like that now or God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was saying, John, like. We're only a few years away from me having done this show for the majority of my life. That, oh my God. Oh my God. And then a few years after that, it'll be you. Oh my God. I, I, this, the weird thing is I recently hit the mark of living in Alberta for most of my life now. Cause it's like I had to hit 36 before I hit the point of like more than half my life was spent in, uh, in Newfoundland or here. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Time is weird. It's already weird enough thinking that I've been doing like YouTube stuff for like go- going on soon 16 years. 
Jesus. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, the context is exactly what we said. Um, the 12th, January 12th, Peeping Paul, and I remember this. This is uh, my autobiography. Oh, oh right. right. Yes. Yeah. But there is an alternative title, so I'll throw this out there. Rain kills everything it lands on. <laughs> and I don't remember what this is. Which Were is we talking about how the 100% of people who drink water die or something like that? Something stupid. Like that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That I was going to say, is like it, a, did I mention how it's like raining a lot here? Something about that maybe? Rain kills everything yes, it lands on. Because it, like you were finally getting rain there and it was like a lot of rain or something. It's a lot of rain. Yeah, I don't remember I at all. Okay, that context is, oh, Dwarf Fortress, you were reading out patch notes. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. sure. Including cleaned up the bear situation, stopped aerial births, stopped soldiers from going to parties, among other things. Yep. All right. All right. Thank I you for writing. We, we got most of those. That's like a first. Yeah. yeah. They were only a month back. I guess it's only been a sure. month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'll read this first one from Matthew. Uh, if you were to die and be brought back to life, would you rather be a zombie, a ghost, or a skeleton? Ooh. Wow, what a question. Okay, I think definitely not zombie because you're rotting flesh, right? Yeah, yeah. zombie is definitely the worst of the three. Probably a ghost. Well, it depends on the ghost rules. Can people see you? Mm. Yeah, that's that's the kicker. Can you Can you interact with things? Because if you can possess stuff, it's definitely ghost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can just possess a person and then you can kind of have somewhat of a life. I guess you're stealing their life. <laughs> if you can't if you can't interact with anything, you can't like be seen or heard like then. No, then skeleton at that point. OK, why the skeleton? Like because people are still going to be afraid zombie, of you. You have no contr- like you have no actual like free will, basically like agency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. skeletons have been shown. Depending on the version, of skeleton can like basically act like a human. They just are skin; they're just bones. So, like, I, well, if we're doing depending on the version of the zombie, I did watch um, I Zombie. Well, I was gonna say no, Warm Bodies, where it's like Roman yeah, Juliet. Warm he bodies. falls in love with a woman, and like he's That's he's true. got a lot of agency. So, like, mm. you know, you can still get yep. it. <laughs> yep, it's true. If 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 zombie Nicholas Holt can get it, then there's hope for any of us. <laughs> skeleton now, go, if ghost, you're a skeleton if I, if I can interact with things it's ghost absolutely it's ghost i think yeah. yeah i think that's almost too easy but however if you are a skeleton then you could play like the like xylophone rib cage yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the only yeah, one that yeah. can do that i guess maybe zombie could do that yeah zombie would probably yeah. like break a rib in the process of doing it though if you're a ghost you get like danny phantom ghost powers where you can like fight crime because you can shoot lasers That'd be cool. Also, too. ghost lets you fly like that. Ghost lets you fly and go through walls. Yeah, that that's kind of yeah. why I'm like ghost. But if you can't interact with anything, that would kind of be boring. Then if you can't interact with anything and like and you never die, then like it's eternal torment, and that might be the actual worst one. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. The zombies zombie, can die. Exactly. You could get killed, and you'd probably get killed pretty quick. Yeah. But ghost, you're just like trapped forever. It would be cool for maybe like, I don't know, 200 years and then it would just be awful. Yeah. Uh, Suku Suku writes, I was listening to an old episode where Sean regaled his tale of accomplishing the bladder of steel achievement for rock band, which took him more than six hours. It has been a decade since then. And I'm wondering, that can't be where he peaked, (laughs) right? 
<laughs> what would all of you say is your greatest achievements in video gaming? I don't have any. Just in my mom's basement, just with the yeah. realization that That's it's where all, you all downhill from here. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Six hours. <laughs> that was way more than six hours because we failed at like two in the morning, <laughs> went to sleep, and I woke up like five hours later and started it over again. Good Lord. That was messed up. That's I'm still super proud of that. I still tell people about that. That is I don't I have never met someone else who has gotten that achievement. Yeah, because that's kind of miserable doing six hours like that. There's no pausing, right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pause. You can't fail. You 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 have to just play every single song in Rock Band 2. That's just miserable, man. <laughs> it's it's an achievement achievement. like yeah Yeah. and let me tell you when you do like four hours of it and then your friend bumps the xbox guide button which pauses the game invalidating it at two in the morning oh that's a good point from lineback did you tell jeff Keeley about that ask him (laughs) did you do this (laughs) have you ever got this achievement oh man what if you did and he's like actually i have Then I would do the secret Canadian handshake with him. Yeah. 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 And then they'd be besties for life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, people did mention the the interviewing Reggie. That's pretty high up there, too. And and Jeff <laughs> Keighley. Both of those were. Yeah. I, I, I'd say those are definitely up there for you. What about uh, you guys? Talking, you must have something. No, I don't. Pure gaming achievement. Probably getting in the top 100 for the Master Ninja tournaments for, uh, for classic Ninja Gaiden. Or sorry, uh, Ninja Gaiden for Xbox, rather. Didn't you go the Nintendo Championship thing? I, I, I went to that. I got third yeah. in the in the qualifiers, but only the first, only the winner got to go. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, in the qualifier, I see. Yeah, in the okay. qualifier, the only, yeah, gotcha. only the only the winner of the qualifier to get to go. I got third, and when I left for the day, which was like twenty minutes before the whole thing was done, I was second. No, no, I was I was third at that point because second was technically like the backup in case the first person couldn't go or something like that. It was like it was something weird like that. Gotcha. Paul, I Uh, know you have some stuff on like one or two episodes ago. You talked about speed running. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't call those achievements. That's just playing games, man. I don't I'm not proud of anything in gaming. Who cares? (laughs) Okay. All right. I just don't care. Okay. Did you have another one, John? It sounded like you were about to say another one. Uh, I, I mean, I guess like when I got second in the Iron Man of Gaming at, uh, at ScrewTech Gaming Convention. I, you oh, could also right. even just even say your collection. I, sure. My greatest team yeah. in video gaming is having money. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, it is. Go for it. <laughs> I'm trying Making to it my job, I guess that's technically it. Yeah. I want for sure. I, I went to video games live in Calgary and while we were waiting for it to start in the lobby, they had a guitar hero station set up. Yeah, I remember. And they said, Mm -hmm. whoever gets the highest score on this song, you will get invited up on stage to play guitar hero live in front of everyone. Um, And I had the number one spot for the longest time. And I was like watching the booth to see if anyone was going to come up. But then someone who was like really good came up and destroyed me, which is good because they were way better. So they were able to like really show off. Um, Right. But there was a there was a moment there where I was like, holy smokes, I might be the best Guitar Hero player who went up to this platform. (laughs) 
I had sure. something weirdly similar to that too at a different video games live where I was the top score and then I didn't see anyone beat it. And then I, the guy they called up, I watched him play and I knew I had a better score. So I was confused why I didn't get called up. Oh, weird. Yeah. Maybe you needed um, to like talk to them beforehand or something maybe. to confirm that you were still know. there or something. It was weird. Know. I'm like, I definitely beat that guy's score. Oh, man. I could oh, have been you up there. I could have been the one playing ran up there and her by the- Foo Fighters. Ripped the controller yeah. right out of his hand. You're right, it was that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guitar Hero 3, I remember it well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Lineback writes in and says, The advent of The Last of Us show got me thinking. If Resident Evil 1 got a one-to-one adaptation show, would you rather it be cheesy like the PS1 original or more serious like the GameCube remake? I mean, cheesy's what I want. But uh, like... Yeah. Yeah, but like, do I want if I wanted to continue and actually be taken seriously? It's got to be the GameCube remake. I mean, they should just make one of those horror because they don't know how to write for Resident Evil at all. <laughs> so just don't write anymore. Just make somebody in a scary haunted house. Uh, Rasterman writes, "What's your favorite map in a video game?" Uh, to dust. The, the map from dust de, de underscore dust, dust. Yeah. oh okay. classic t- uh counter-strike map oh i don't know <sighs> if i have a favorite map nothing really jumps blood out gulch to me. probably oh blood gulch is pretty good so you guys are doing like like stages i interpreted it like Oh. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like technic- a map. Yeah, technically it still counts, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I was well, going mean, to say a joking answer just... like the map from Link the Faces of Evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you, interpret however you want. I'm just saying that's what jumped into my head was like. I Elden, didn't even think about Elden Ring's <laughs> map never ends. It just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know now. <laughs> I like a map that if there's any kind of verticality to the stage, I like when I can like rotate the map in the Z axis and like zoom in real close and like really kind of like look like how what do they want? Where do you want me to go? That's always fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know <laughs> now. <laughs> Now I'm like all jumbled up. What's a game that had good maps? What about games where like you have to physically like either. I can't remember what games they were on the Wii U. Like you would have to look down at your thing to look at the map or oh, in zombie. a game. Yeah, zombie, so was a, I think it was a, the backpack, the backpack. Yeah, but like a similar thing. And uh, in you're first person, like, like uh, you're thinking like Mario Kart 8 where you could look down and you could see a picture of the track. Yeah, kind of like stuff where you actually have to look away from the main objective or like in a first person shooter or something, you like pull out your map and it's like taking up a bunch of real estate on your screen that you can't see past or whatever. I kind of like that idea. Sure. I guess like Dead Space's HUD was kind of like that. You would bring up the map and it's just this big gaudy thing, but like the world doesn't really stop. It just slows down a bit. sense all right next question from vgc kenny (laughs) 
How far would you be willing to go to save Stadia? <laughs> Alternatively, the not a genie that is making the deal with you offers a save Stadia in exchange. You give up the ability to do something you were never going to do anyways. For example, we will save Stadia, but you can never live in Russia. Would you take it then? I mean, I don't give a fuck about Stadia, so nothing. I wouldn't go any length at all. <laughs> I didn't go any length at all to buy Stadia when it was a thing. <laughs> but if you did, you would have gotten a full refund and a free controller that can now support Bluetooth. <laughs> mm. If I you updated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this question is hilarious. It's like, how far are you willing to go to save Stadia? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just like nowhere. I'm Live not. or die, make your choice. <clears throat> Whoever wins, we lose. I also, it's like, okay, the text is kind of interesting, but I don't need to save Stadia. Like, I did not use Stadia. Right. <laughs> you had it. <laughs> well, okay, but let's... If you if you change this to like xCloud, something I do use, then I would be interested. Okay, how far would you be willing to go to save random video game service you like? Okay, then I don't know. Saying like I'll never live in Russia, that's pretty easy at this point since they're in start. They're causing a war to happen. So, <laughs> as much as I like traveling, and maybe one point in my life, it's like I'll go to Russia right now is not happening for the foreseeable future so i could steal that one for sure i don't know man like i guess i would give them a couple more dollars in like an indiegogo or something i i don't know i don't care about weird video game shit enough to be like oh i would make sure that i changed my life to make sure i could play game pass <laughs> like i don't care game pass like i would happily spend pay more money each month for what yeah, they're giving sure. you. Like the, but I, that makes sense. That's a thing that you're you're a consumer. You are giving them a thing to help them do that. Like, what is like, I would cut off my pinky toe. Like, <laughs> I don't what's this gonna do? I guess I guess this it's like a we're trying gonna to bring back the stadia. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> would yeah. you rather like have all ten of your toes or nine of your toes? And Stadia. <laughs> We're not going to make oh, it any on. better. Oh, We're just on. bringing it D back. Don't answer too quick. Think about it's like it. Like the McRib, it never leaves. Could you imagine now, if Stadia came back? If we're talking about the ooh yeah, now I'm more interested. Bring really? back the Stadia and make it Google, no. Google Glass <laughs> compliant. I'm, I'm thinking like. Like 18 months from now, Google announces we're bringing Stadia back. <laughs> as Yeah, as they clearly will do. We're giving it another try. Uh-huh. But we need everybody to like, I don't know, have a goofy haircut or something. <laughs> but we need you to send in pictures of your ear. Hello, I'm Mark Cerny and I work for PlayStation. Do you remember that? Do you remember when he asked people to send in pictures of their ear? I don't at all. <laughs> I, I am not making that up. This is when he was announcing when they were talking about the PlayStation 5. He literally was like, send in photos of your ear because we're doing some really cool stuff with like audio tech. <laughs> this is a real thing. You can Google it. <clears throat> I did just Google it. I'm not making this up. <clears throat> Yeah.
I don't know how nobody mentioned this. Mark Cerny actually liked people's ear pictures on Twitter. Guess he wasn't kidding around. This was March. God. Oh, two years ago. Yeah, because it was, was, or maybe it was right after the PlayStation 5, I guess. I I don't remember. Weird. I think John's next. Yes. uh, Dead writes in and says, do you like battle passes? Uh... I'm so conflicted on them now. I like them at first, uh, yeah. but like it, it does kind of come and turn into a grind. It depends on how much you have to play the game to get the full content, of the battle pass and how long you get. If it's a short battle pass or like a short time battle <laughs> pass or like a really grind heavy one. Absolutely not. If it's like, just like you don't have the, you just can play casually and still get it. Then sure. But like, those, are, those no. are few and far between. I'm going to take a more hardline stance and just say no, because the benefits of a few cool things if I play a little bit extra out isn't outweighed by the fact that it could be predatory to people that have real problems. So, no, I kind of just don't. I'm going to say yes, because I kind of like the like added challenges or objectives that I get to do each day. Or, you know, every time I log in, it's like, OK, I'm going to focus on doing these five things. And it varies up you know, what characters I play as and, and what modes I play as or whatever. So I, I do like sure. them. Especially if it's a free-to-play game, it, uh, it's like I'm happy to give you ten bucks. I I don't like short battle passes like Marvel Snaps lasting a month. Yeah, not a fan um, of that. Oh, yeah. whereas you know <laughs> Apex is a three-month-long thing. That's way better. Um, <clears throat> let me let me rephrase it for you to make because I know you're both kind of leaning no. Paul's definitely no. Battle passes are kind of like an answer to like loot boxes and microtransactions. So do you which do you like battle passes more than the alternative? More than loot boxes? Absolutely. Yeah, that's I think that's a pretty simple yes for me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like <clears throat> you're going to get one or the other alternate or they're going to raise the price on games even more. Right. I would rather that. I would rather them raise the price on games. Honestly. Oh, really? that include any of that shit yeah absolutely but i'm also saying that in the position of somebody fully employed that could buy the games that i want yeah i i i'm the same stance of like if i have the money since i have the money i'm okay with them raising it but like i know if i was still in college i'd be furious if they raised the price any more than just straight up a couple years ago when i was unemployed or between jobs i would absolutely not take this stance i would be super opposed to them raising the price of games it's definitely it's definitely a privileged stance so for sure yeah you also wouldn't get very like long tails on games, even if they did raise the price, because you know the we battle barely passes. get long tails on games now, though. Yeah. Well, not on live service games; those have long tails. Um, but they, you know, if, if let's say they raised the price <laughs> another ten dollars, they would have to do something a year or so from now to try and get another source of income. It couldn't just be like a one-time purchase. You know what I mean? Like like Nintendo kind of does. Even they have to put out DLC. I mean, yes. However, I'm also a fan of a game not having a million people working on it and smaller projects as like instead. I would rather pay like a smaller studio more money for their game and get a good experience and then like a new thing later on than the same thing over and over, I guess. is Like, I don't want to support one game over and over necessarily i would rather a bunch of different stuff sure i get that so it just depends on like what you're into 
I guess. And then last one from Gutan Clan. I now have an Xbox Series S. I'm usually a physical game buyer, so an all-digital console is new to me. What are five Series X games, not Xbox One games, I should definitely buy for it? I don't have a Game Pass, don't have a lot of time monthly to pay games, so I wouldn't get use out of it. Not Xbox... Okay, so no old games? Because my answer was Castlevania... um, what the hell was that called? Harm, not harmony. Is it harmony of dissonance? Harmony of despair. Of despair. It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, because I think that game is super fun, and if you have buddies to play with, it's even funner. But but, but that's a yeah. That's a three hundred and sixty. That's an game. old game. Yeah. 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 I'm. Yeah, I'm curious if they're specifically asking mm-hmm. like they don't want old games; they just want new stuff. Because a lot of Xbox right. games are yeah. playable on both. So are they wanting yeah. games that just like like Gotham Knights where they did not make a past gen version. Are they wanting like that? Cause that's going like, to, I assume really that's limited. what they're implying that let's, let's assume they already have an Xbox one for argument's sake. Uh, yeah, that's actually really tough because yeah, of the way Microsoft. I don't know how many of those there are. I can't imagine many actually, cause Xbox is pretty good about doing both. Yeah, I'm going to try to, google this or something because like otherwise the answer is i mean i really liked elden ring you could pick that up (laughs) i don't know (laughs) see like i even search up for like xbox series x only games and they're giving me a bunch of stuff that i know is also on the xbox one or has a version on the xbox one it may not run great like you know uh forza horizon 5 yeah if they're just wanting like new games so not old games, then some easy recommendations. I, Halo Infinite's pretty fun. The campaign sure. is good. The some fun multiplayer. Forza Horizon Five, real good. I think you would. Yeah. I think you wouldn't go like if you go to anything first party. Those are pretty enjoyable, and I know you wouldn't have had access to them elsewhere. Maybe maybe PC. Gears Five. Oh sure. I always recommend a Gears War game. Sure. Yeah. Psychonauts Two. That's cross platform yeah. though, so they might have had that on PlayStation or somewhere else. Oh, right, I like Pentiment yeah. a lot, but I can understand that's a niche game, so that might not be up their alley. Sure, yeah, yeah. That definitely is an Xbox exclusive as one of, like, two that came out last year. See, that's the tough thing about Xbox, is, like, most of their exclusives are just kind of, like, in the same kind of categories, and they're pretty few and far, or they have a PC version, so... Yeah, well, most I of mean, them you should, a PC version. You should probably get Forza Horizon if you like driving games. Like, yeah. Easy, yep. Easy yeah. recommendation there. Halo, easy recommendation. Gears, easy recommendation. But like, if you don't like those genres, then it's tough because it's just like they don't. Oh, really do. you know what he does like? I actually know what he likes. He's big into tactics games. Gears tactics. And, um, <laughs> and fighting games. I don't think they've come up with much of a fighting game recently, right? No, the last exclusive fighting game was Killer Instinct, and that has a PC version anyways. And that was definitely uh, on the Xbox One. Yeah, that was Xbox that was One. A, that was a launch, wasn't it? yes yeah. pretty um, damn close hey immortality is the best fmv game <laughs> and that's xbox exclusive right now um that's a pretty good one midnight suns marvel oh you, you should totally actually he's a big comic book nerd too you should totally get marvel's midnight suns actually, actually like yeah because that's real. tactics and comic books that hits them both. for sure it's both yeah, i yeah. actually started that this week i just not didn't play enough to mention it but i did start that this week because i'm not playing enough games right now 
that's definitely my recommendation. Jay, get, um, Jay says nice Street Fighter Six is coming soon. That's true. Street Fighter Six yep. is like May, June, something like that. Soonish. It's June second, I believe. Atomic Heart comes out next month. That game looks pretty cool. Yep. Kind of Left for Dead fighting big robots. It looks pretty fun. Co-op stuff. The Ori games weird are fantastic. Going on with that, or I just imagine that. <clears throat> oh. Uh, like, I, I haven't heard anything. Atomic Heart has some. This, this like, I thought I saw something on a weird boycott because it's tied to like Russian money or something like that. But I don't know oh, if that was it? just that could have just been weird marketing or <laughs> just some word of mouth. I didn't look yeah, into it. I just saw it. I just saw it pop up somewhere. I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know anything about the uh, game. And um, I'm seeing a Reddit post about people like it is a Russian studio. Yeah, no idea. I don't know anything about the game at all. Like, I I didn't hear anything about it, and suddenly everyone's yeah. been talking about it because of like either that <laughs> or Mick Gordon doing the soundtrack. So, so no idea. I'm gonna throw this out here to like end this question. I know you say you don't have Game Pass and you don't have a lot of time monthly. I know you have a kid. If you get Game Pass, it's like a couple bucks a month, and they'll have you and them will have access to like a huge library of just whatever. It's probably your best deal, especially if you don't play games a lot. The amount of money it would cost you to buy five games on the Xbox would be probably the equivalent of what? A couple years of Game Pass. It'll be well, especially. Yeah. Over. Well, a lot of these games will be kind of discounted. But if we say sixty dollars. Yeah, that's over two years of Game Pass. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, yeah. I would just really strongly consider getting that. And then you can try a whole bunch of stuff. And if you want it, you can buy it through there and get a discount on it. Yeah. You're good. Game Pass yeah. subscribers do get a 20% discount on any games that are in Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, so that's an easy way to, like, buy it for good. If you want to cancel it, you can just do it for a few months. Um, yeah. There's the so many thing- free trials of Game Pass out there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um they could be a thing where, like, maybe they don't want the kid playing that many much games. Who knows? Fair. Totally yeah. fair. Screen yep. time or something. Um, oh, isn't your first month like a dollar and it's three months or something? Some, There's something a deal like going that. on. It, they they do that deal a lot. <laughs> There's <though>. always a <laughs> deal going on. <laughs> yeah. There's always something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Game Pass, man. I suggest it. Otherwise, Midnight Suns, get on it. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in a question for next week, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Uh, Crisis Core. Turrican Anthology. Nice. And I'll give it to Pokemon. Okay. All right, thanks everyone for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.